Welcome to the Positive Education Podcast with Ash Manuel. As we know, the number one hot topic in the world is mental well-being. Ash has worked with close to 1,000 organisations impacting more than a quarter of a million people, including schools, sports teams and businesses across 45 countries. Today, Ash is regarded as a global thought leader in positive education. In this podcast, you'll hear stories, information and actionable ideas from positive education and well-being experts. The purpose of the podcast is so that you take away ideas that you can execute in your classroom, across your school, at your sports club and in your organisation, plus tips and tricks that you can apply in your own life. Hi everyone and welcome to the Positive Education Podcast. My name is Ash Manuel. And today I'm really excited to be talking with Jared Tate. Now, Jared isn't an educator or a teacher as such. He's actually one of the founders and director of Adelaide Hills Lawns and Gardens. Now, Adelaide Hills Lawns and Gardens is a leading landscaping garden maintenance company renowned through SA for its commitment to providing excellence in the landscaping and horticultural spaces, as well as the well-being and happiness of its team members. Now, that last part is really crucial, and that's why I'm really excited to have Jared on today, because the majority, and he will talk about this more in a minute, but the majority of workers are young men that they employ at Adelaide Hills Lord and Gardens. And across the journey of Adelaide Hills Lord and Gardens, I know it's been a big priority for the, the well-being of their workers to create a great culture where the young people want to come and be and be a part of a great team, a great place where they want to come and be each day. Because I just want to read out a few statistics. So when sometimes young, I'm talking just talking about young men in this case, um, and women, of course, um, it can it happens where we, they might leave school earlier to take on a trade or um, yeah, work, work in the trades business, or it could be Adelaide Hills and Lawns Gardens or, or somewhere else. Because... I just want to read out a few statistics. Suicide is the leading cause of death among Australians aged 15 to 24. Suicide rates among young tradies are 2.3 times higher than for other men. And a construction worker is around 10 times more likely to take their own life than to die in a workplace accident. And men are three times more likely to take their own life than women. And 190 construction workers die by suicide each year in Australia. Now, those stats are quite alarming. So in that target, in that, I guess, the age bracket I just mentioned, and particularly males, there's that, I guess, that mental health side that may be lacking. And obviously, we're all different and we learn different skills, but what Jared has identified, he's pretty much off the tools now and he pretty much commits his whole time to make sure his staff are okay, to make sure his staff are thriving, are really enjoying coming to create this amazing work environment for the young people at Adelaide Hills, Lords and Gardens. So without further ado, we'll get into the conversation and I'm really excited to hear more about what the Adelaide Hills and Lords and Gardens team and Jared himself have implemented and, and how that came about and maybe some ideas that not only we could learn um, in the classroom, but uh, if you're involved with young people um, at sporting clubs or in trades, take some things away that we can apply as well. Welcome to the podcast, Jared. Thanks, Ash. Great to be here, mate. I uh, really wanted to uh, have you on. Um, 
not not so much to talk about uh, schooling life because um, I'm not sure if that was your thing really. And I know that you haven't gone on to be a, a teacher, but what you've created at Adelaide Hills Lawn and Gardens is absolutely amazing. And um, I guess just to let people know, Jared and I have known each other probably or probably 20 years now. We uh, did spend some time living together. We've travelled a lot together. So we know each other quite well. And I certainly know Jared's journey and story uh, with Adelaide Hills Lawn and Gardens along with his um, good mate and... I guess I'm good mates still with him as well, Luke Timmons, uh, who've created an amazing business who not only, I guess, support um, people in the community with their um, gardens, whether that's residential or um, what's the other one called? Jared? Commercial. Commercial. <laughs> Obviously, I'm rotting my gardens. <laughs> and, um, and, and just creating the culture that they have and supporting, particularly young men, as I said in the intro, um, the majority of employees at the company are... Uh, 16 to probably 25 year olds um there are a few women involved as well but i guess that's why i really want to talk to jared about what they've created and um it was such a good place to work at and uh but first of all i reckon if we just get a bit of a background on how adelaide hills lawns and gardens came about jared that'd be a good starting point no worries mate and um as you mentioned i certainly wasn't an academic and um, through school i was little bit of a shit, I guess, um, and probably didn't pay attention as much as I should have, which is why I ended up um, mowing lawns for a living. Um, but I guess the way the business started was um, back 2013, so 10 years ago now, I was working for another fella um, in the industry doing some general garden maintenance. Um, and I think just got to a point where I wanted a, a new challenge. Um, I loved doing the gardening um but yeah I, I guess I didn't love uh the way we were looked after as staff and um so you know the old-fashioned I'll just work for myself it'll be a breeze um and sort of go from there so um soon after that as you mentioned Luke um was a real good mate of mine through cricket um he was actually studying aerospace engineering at uni at the time um and I, I somehow managed to get him on board in his uni holidays to push a mower um and a very long and um sort of funny story short but um luke has a lot of strengths where my weaknesses lie so basically anything academic anything to do with numbers money everything like that um very measured operator so um it got to a point where um, I had an opportunity to grow the business almost double overnight. Um, but to do that, I would need someone full time. And so Luke gave up his um, uni or put it on hold for a bit. Um, and then obviously knowing all his strengths and that, I offered him partnership soon after. And um, from there, we've sort of, yeah, gone bananas. We're about 57 people at the minute. Um, split into a couple of divisions and um, yeah, things are going gangbusters. Mm. Oh, that it's an amazing story starting out. I remember talking with you, must have been must be two thousand and I don't even know, fifteen in India. We were actually there together for your mm. brother's wedding. And I remember sitting in the pool and I reckon you might have just started or just talking about starting. Um, I can't quite remember, but and just thinking about where having that discussion and where you are today, like it's it's an amazing like oh, just amazing what you've where you started where you've come from employing 57 people majority of young people and I guess, mm. and as i said in the intro uh, it's not so much about you're on the tools now in fact i don't think um you're on the tools at all it's probably better for 
uh, everyone. Um, <laughs> no, joking. Um, but you have um, created a really impressive culture at the um, at the organisation. And I guess that wasn't always the goal. I guess the first thing is to start out mowing lawns and grabbing, oh, sorry, building a client base mm. and then employing people. And now basically, from what I understand and what we've talked about is you are so passionate about um, caring for the people that work for you and making sure they are in a great working environment where they want to come each day, they want to have fun, um, they want to be respected, they want to feel included. And I guess it takes some time to do that. And I guess... Where did that where did that start? Where did you what was there something that happened where you really wanted to create that culture? Was it something having your own life or experience where I know you said before the other place where you worked before wasn't that good of culture and they weren't really good looking after employees? So was there something that made you really want to do that? Yeah, I think I mean to be honest, when I started the business, it was there was never intention to grow anywhere near what we are now. It was sort of I don't know. Yeah, just a, a bit of a challenge. No, no roadmap. Just see what happens. I just enjoyed it. But I always thought if I had people on board, that um, basically they wouldn't dread coming to work ever. Um, I used to hate my Sunday nights because I knew that Monday morning I had to get up and go to work. Mm. And the guy I work for, I feel quite guilty sometimes because he was actually a good mate. But then when the work hat went on, um, yeah, you just sort of greeted it with a real grumpy mood and whatever on a Monday. And it, it it just wasn't a great start to the week. And I just felt like I was playing catch up from there on. Um, so, yeah, I guess that was one thing of wanting to create an, uh, an environment where people would enjoy coming to work. But then I was actually talking to a farmer or Luke this morning um, knowing I was coming on here, um, a, probably a big change for me was having kids. So I've got, mm. as you know, Hugh and Freddie are six, six and a half years old. Twins. Um, and I guess like they, they were born prematurely and had a few health issues and all that sort of stuff. And um, I guess it just made me realise, number one, how much love I had for them and you'd just do anything for them. And during that time, Luca especially, but the rest of the team, which was only a small team at the time, just absolutely stepped up and took over everything. So I, I just didn't have to worry about work. And for me, that was this realisation of that is family. When when chips are down and whatever, they just, everyone did whatever they could to help me out. And, um, you know, it's, I guess from then it just made me think, to go even further and look after people because for the, for me that time was an absolute struggle um it's a massive blur a lot of it mm. but we got through it and the business never really stopped moving mm. forward and that for me was just huge um you know and you have other i guess moments throughout your life where again uh perspective and things like that my old man was a huge one on um you know, employing the right people. Um, we we went through this growth stage of reading books and thinking it's all about the right systems and processes and all this sort of stuff. And I remember talking to dad and he said, you can have all the processes and systems in the world, but if you've got a bunch of dickheads working for you, it's not going to be much fun and it's, it's probably going to fall apart somewhere along the line. So um, that was sort of some really sound advice from 
someone with not much business acumen behind him um you know and then as you know ash we lost him a, yeah, a couple of years ago nearly and um mm. that was just another moment there where again the team were just all there for me and um i made myself quite vulnerable and spoke to a lot of people about it all i let people know when i was struggling and that sort of stuff mm. and i guess it just showed the power of doing that and i genuinely think i would be you know, a lot further behind in the grieving process. So I don't know where I'd be right now if it wasn't for all that love and support that I felt from the team. Yep. So mm. for me, it's a huge thing to keep paying that forward and um, to create that environment here at work where the guys can talk about absolutely anything whenever they want and hopefully to anyone in the team. Mm. No, it's, that's a, yeah, it's fantastic. And, and I know that back when the twins were born Hugh and Freddie and that was a really challenging time and um, I guess there was times when you actually you and Katie didn't actually know if they were going to make it in a way um, Mm because they were born prematurely and that's sort of the extent of some of the challenges is that fair to say yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. we um, we had to leave hospital at by 9 p.m so we were there every single night until basically 10 past getting the kick up the bum out the doors yeah Um, and some of the nights where they had bad days or whatnot yeah yeah, we genuinely didn't know if we'd be seeing them in the morning in a little box or still in their little mm. crib. So, yeah, yeah it's pretty, yeah. pretty intense. Well, they definitely doing fine now. They're a couple of lively young young fellas doing really well. Um, they are. Just, yeah, good lads. Uh, it's just funny you talking about um, your dad before Phil, or he's known as Bill, who did unfortunately pass away a couple of years ago. But um, I can just imagine him telling you about his theory about how to run a business and um his philosophy on life without actually running a business but you're, you're right like it's such an important thing to hire good people and it just actually came to mind he actually worked for Adelaide Hills and Lawns and Gardens for a little bit didn't he every now and then he would pop he, in and uh he's probably he was, contradicting himself a little bit there he, he was technically the um the first employee we had um Basically, and unfortunately what he does him, sorry unfortunately for him we brought in the uh no dickhead policy and he was out the door <laughs> I was going to say, he succumbed to his own advice. <laughs> and another one that's an interesting employment is, um, is your brother, like uh, Sean. He, he was um, actually been on the episode, uh, sorry, on the podcast before. I think it was episode 19. And I think he's chipped in a couple of times as well. So I think he might have succumbed to the policy or inability to uh, contribute maybe more than anything. He was single-handedly the laziest employee I've ever laid my eyes on. <laughs> And uh, uh, the banter, banter was fantastic, but the work rate was absolutely horrendous. And uh, hello to Sean if you're listening. And uh, yeah, it's, he won't be. He won't be <laughs> too lazy. <laughs> so, just moving on from that, I just want to um, maybe can you share some things that you've implemented at Adelaide Hills Lawns and Gardens to really, I guess, create that culture. But I guess because I know you're so passionate about the well-being of your employees. Um, so what are some of those initiatives that you've taken on or some of those maybe know, daily things or weekly or monthly things that you do? Yeah, so we, um, we probably a biggest game changer with that was that we employed um, a good mate of mine, um, Matt Crook, who um, does all our branding and marketing stuff. Um, but he's, he's got a, um, he had a leadership background um, with schools and things like that. So, um, 
he came on board and he's super passionate about this space as well. Um, so we've, we do, do little things like we run a Movember campaign each year. Um, you know, the last couple of years, we've done that a lot on socials, um, little bits in, in-house as well. But this year, he came up with an amazing idea of basically asking anyone in the team if they would be comfortable to basically do a video interview with him um, about anything they've, I guess, a challenge or um, something they've had to really work through, um, you know, whether it's a tragic event or illness or whatever that might be. Um, and he, he's just so good at asking the right questions and all this stuff. And and with the first couple that we did were just amazing. And now we've like we've basically got guys queuing up to do that and to share their story because they're seeing that getting themselves vulnerable and, um, you know, I guess opening up about it, the rest of the team, the amount of love they're getting, uh, you know, you literally, you know, this morning to see guys literally going up and hugging him or giving him a high five or Shazam or whatever. Um, it's just so nice to see that that's a small thing we can do internally that yeah. guys are finding huge benefit in. Mm. And, and what was um, that that you just said that they, what, what was the story that he shared on the video where they got yeah. around this morning? I mean, the one the one last night was a really hard watch, to be honest. Um, we've got a young lad who's just this absolute lovable larrikin. Um, he's 19 years old. He's just such a good lad. Um, he's always walking in massive smile. Um, any work event, he's the life of the party, all this. Um, and he shared a story that when he was 13 years old, he lost his older brother to bowel cancer and... He sort of spoke about that journey um, and then I guess how he got through it all and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I was I was in tears watching it and, you know, just felt, I don't know, yeah, I can't imagine what he'd been through. Mm. So, um, yeah, I guess coming into work this morning and seeing him and, you know, gave him a bit of a hug and an arm around the shoulder or whatever. And um, But he just, he made note of, the culture at AHLG, um, you know, and why he loves it so much. And it's because of that culture we've created where everyone gets around him and uh, we have so much fun and whatnot that, um, you know, it is a, a really good place to be. Mm. And, and what what do, you, what do you think it makes a good place to be? Why, what do you think that is? I know that it probably hasn't just snapped your fingers and it's happened. It's probably just little things that happened like over a long period of time, I don't know if you can put your nut like finger or on anything yeah. particular. Or is it just a series of little things that build that? I think it's definitely a series of little things, and just the, I guess, right from Luke and I all the way down is just people that genuinely care um, about each other, and you know, I guess the the business as well, which is possibly maybe a bit rare in in um, a trades industry as well. But I think the fact that we are in the trades industry and care so much and have all these things in place for this mental health and well-being at a time where it is, you know, it's an, an enormous um, issue in the world. Mm. So I think the fact we do that, the guys really do appreciate it. And, mm. um, you know, we're always just checking in on people, see how they're getting on. And everyone knows if they've got any issues, they can come and chat or whatever. Mm. And it sounds like, I mean, I've been 
working like I guess growing with gratitude for a few years now. But when I was back teaching, um, I mean the, the culture is pretty good at the schools that I were at. But every now and then it could get into a quite negative one. There'll be in in house sort of issues that mm. you might not have been a part of, but you knew they were happening. Um, so from what I sort of gather it, that the trades industry could be a bit of a oh not don't want to put a stereotype but i kind of am but it, i don't really know but you've known more than this than me is that it, can, it could, could be quite a challenging industry to work in um mm. being bullied and um negativity and things like this i guess like that that's any workplace though so have you found that because the culture there's not much of that that happens yeah we have i mean we have a lot of banter don't get me wrong and- yeah if you get a duck on the weekend in cricket and yeah. you walk in, you're gonna you're gonna know about it. Yeah. But um, it's just all above board. It's yeah. in good fun. Um, you know, I guess as trades companies go, historically the, you know, the trainee or the new guy does the crap jobs and mm. cops a bit of grief and stitch ups. A lot of it would have been in good fun, but I think as well a lot of it might have been in good fun for the guys dishing it out but for mm. that new guy or the young kid um i don't think it would have been much fun at all um and like i said having experienced um you know i guess been treated a bit poorly in the past and spoken to pretty nastily um it isn't much fun at all so yeah 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 but for me what you just said like comes back a lot of that that's empathy isn't it like you've you've been treated like that and you've seen it happen in the past and you've experienced yourself and knowing that it's not a nice feeling so you're putting yourself in the shoes of all the employees to think well oh, if I, that was me and i want to start in if i started a, a workplace and come in you, you want to be treated well don't you like you want to be treated mm-hmm. like um a person like not not like yeah. yeah yeah i don't know if that's right, quite wording that i've just said there but i think you know what i mean it's just you put yourself in other people's shoes and i like, think okay this is my first day at a workplace look how, how would I feel? So you want to get around them. You want to introduce yourself. I think you said that, um, am I right in saying you take them out for breakfast as well? You employees? Yeah. On their first day, I basically sit and run through a, you know, formal, but informal induction, um, all the paperwork and shed tour, all the rest of it. And then um, myself and their division manager, whoever, you know, is going to be responsible, I guess, for them. Yep. Um, we take them uh, into Mount Barker. There's a cafe there, Sazon, we love take them out for a nice brekkie and a coffee and just spend an hour or two, I guess, you know, really relaxed chatting, having a laugh, get to know them. Mm. And I guess create that first relationship with, you know, that they have with us is a really positive one. Um, then we drop them out to site, you know, hopefully feeling good and mm. relaxed, introduce them to whoever they're working with and, um we just feel it sets a really nice tone for them mm. because at the end of the day, everyone's nervous on their first day. Yep. Um, you don't know what to expect. So that, to me, I think that's a really nice touch and they probably go home thinking, shit, that was a pretty good day. Not a mm. bad first day at all. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, that's a really good lesson to learn for like, any workplace, isn't it? Um, if you're the new people that come in, the, the bosses or the owners or whatever it might be, sit down and spend some time with that person. It's mm. going to make them feel really good. And I think that could work in a school because especially particularly at the start of the year, I know that some schools have um, in, or a week or a week and a bit before the, the students come back and even the new staff sometimes come in a day or two early to meet people. Mm. And um, there's a perfect opportunity just to, in an informal sort of 
setting to have a lunch and have a chat and talk about the school. And that's going to make someone feel really good. This is, oh, this is going to be a good place to be, as, as you said. Um, mm. So just moving on again, Joe, with, I guess, knowing uh, from uh, when I was, like, obviously from what I know and what you've said and from what your employees say as well, that's a great place to work at. So is there, have you got a story or a situation where one of the young guys have come into the organisation, maybe struggling a bit and they've really thrived in your environment. Is there any stories of those, those kind of things happening? Yeah. I mean, I could, I could list a few. Um, we had a guy a little while ago who, again, another really happy go lucky fella, um, excellent worker, all the rest of it, just always had a smile on his face. Um, and I went out and just did a routine site visit asked how everything was and he um, sort of broke down a little bit and said he was really struggling. And it, it sort of threw me big time because I just had no idea and I don't mm. think anyone would have um, asked him what it was and it was, you know, to do with family and uh, just in general not feeling great. Um, yeah, so I guess a few difficult conversations with him, letting him know that we're there for him. We have a... Um, like an EAP, Employee Assistance Program, where we pay for some visits to see mental health professionals. Mm. So Brilliant. Um, sort of steered him down that path. Um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a shoulder to cry on and um, whatever, but I've learned that if I take on everyone's issues and try and solve them myself, I'm just going to end up with more myself. So, yeah, um, so yeah that was a thing. And... Um, you know, one thing I've learned from you when, you know, we we had you with growing, growing with gratitude, do some work with some of our team. Um, a big thing I just tell people is to find what their mood shifters are. Mm. Um, when you told us about that, it's it's such a valuable thing. Um, you know, this, this lad now, he, he no longer works with us, which was a huge shame, but in another sense, he had an opportunity to go and do something he loved. Um, he's all about machines. He was, you know, forever on a motorbike or whatever. So when he had an opportunity to go and work on a farm, driving trucks and tractors and all these huge machines, um, you know, I was just so happy for him to mm. do that. Yeah. Um, and since since he left, we've we've been in contact now and again with messages and he's you know he's thriving um he thanks me for those chats and you know basically says how grateful he is for them so yeah that's that i guess that's just one small um example i think is that is that what you're sort of yeah after? absolutely and i think that's a really good example because particularly the one that you're talking about there because he because I, I know the guy that you talked about because um you actually reached out and said oh do you want to oh sorry can we catch up and um mm. and have a bit of a chat and said look i'm i'm not like um a qualified psychologist or counselor or anything like that but yeah we have a chat for sure and um and that was like just a one or you you um guy myself like it was just a small one where we have done bigger sessions with um adelaide people's lawn and gardens but this one was just a quite an intimate one he and you could tell he was struggling a bit and we, and we just let him talk about how he's feeling and he um he was just saying he's feeling a bit flat he's a bit down and then and we spoke about those things like you could like what, what do you actually like to do and if you are having a bit of a bad day well mate it's 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 not ideal but it's up to you to improve your mood like um 
and so he he came up with some he loves Roy's motorbikes on his property so that's if he he was aware of that and that's comes back to self-awareness as well knowing what works for you so he knew that well that's something that I like to do so if I am having a bit of a bad time I'm going to do that to improve my mood and that was just yeah. one example of the things that he, he likes to do but that was that was um yeah that was a really enjoyable um time with uh, that guy that you're talking about just talking through and it was amazing to see um yeah he's gone on to really pursue his passion not i think he loved working with you guys but as you said like he was really into his machinery and um, mm. trucks and tractors as you said and it's great to see him doing really well um just moving uh, actually just going back to what you said before just uh circling back you mentioned about the banter so yeah. i think that's where banter is one of those things where it can go too far and it's just got to have that awareness where it goes. Cause some we're all different and some people aren't aware when it's banter and when it's like bullying. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things. It's a, one of those fine line, fine lines, isn't it? I mean, I think you can tell sometimes if, well, not everyone, but I think it's, what, what, what I'm not trying, what I'm trying to ask you, but I think have, do you find that you've got that balance of when like, cause there's nothing better than humor. There's nothing better. It's one of the, the research tells us that humans are one of the best things for our mental well-being. And being um, around like a trade, there is going to be a lot of banter. But where do you, where do you think that line sort of draws? And how do you have you guys? Um, when I say guys, your fifty-seven employees are at with that. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's um, no, it's a really uh, good point there. With I guess um, blurring the lines between being or having good banter and just being a shit person um, and, and I guess taking the mickey out of someone at their expense to either belittle them or to make yourself feel a bit better. Yeah. Um, and if I'm completely honest, I've, I've crossed that line so many times in my life, not knowing um, mm. and you, you sort of do it and it maybe it is because of your own insecurities or whatever, but the more I look into it and, you know, the more I'm learning and trying to improve as a person myself, it's just such a bad thing to do. Um, so you, you mentioned earlier about your self-awareness. That's a huge one. Um, you know, am I making this person feel good or am I, you know, is it a laugh for me and the boys or whoever's around or is it, you know, really trying to nail this person? So we, um, you know, we've got a... a business strategist that we um an external one who's been absolutely amazing to work with and a part of that was um coming out with four values which were grow family fun and trust and after you know we, we sat with our next tier of leadership group i guess so there was, there was probably about 15 or 20 of us in the room and we ran through an exercise to work out when with each of those values how how do we behave when we're at our best versus how do we behave when we're at our worst? Um, so the, the one with fun was, you know, it's all about having a laugh, all this stuff, but it's also getting great results. Um, but a huge one was knowing, I guess, the, that balance between, um, you know, what's having banter yeah. and what's being a shit person. Um, yeah. So when we're at our worst, it's when we're... Um, I guess don't when we don't have our mates backs or, you know, when we are blurring those lines a bit. So it's hard to know specifically, but I just think if your intentions are mm. to take the mick out of someone um, and it's not going to be a good thing for them, then you've got to sort of rethink it a bit. Mm. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a, such a fine line, and it's a tricky one. And I think I think as as time goes on, and and I guess you spend enough time in the workplace, you you get to know each other's personalities, and um, banter is one of those things where people like receiving it sometimes as well because it makes them like laugh, and they can take the Mickey out of themselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we like it's good fun taking Mickey out of yourself just to take, not take yourself too seriously as well. But it's one of those fine line things, and I think. And we're all so different, as I said, and it's just one of those things where it, I think it takes time. Like you don't want to come into an organization and start like banter and taking the mickey out of people who you've only known for about five minutes. You need yeah, exactly. to sort of, it's that, again, it's that awareness, like coming in, kind of get, get to know people, get to know people's personalities. And then you can put your, um, I guess, your own personality into it. Uh, and I think yeah. that's a bit of a safe approach to when you go into a new space. Yeah, exactly. Read the room a bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, and on, on that, one of our our values of trust, um, a big part of that is around accountability. Yep. So it's sort of that thing of if if someone blurs those lines between good good banter and poor banter, mm. um, with this culture of accountability is someone will pull you up on it. Mm. Um and is that has has that happened like like a younger guy has put up another younger guy or something like that? Yeah, yeah, and not not so much as they don't make a big scene about it, but yeah. they might just say, "Hey, listen, do you know that you know when you say that about old mate, it, you know he's not enjoying that? Yeah, it might be better." And yeah. sometimes you're met with a bit of "Oh, bugger off, he can harden up or whatever." But yeah. the more we're all progressing with all yeah. of this stuff, the yeah. less the poor banter happens. And for me, that's like such a rewarding thing. Um, and to see, you know, myself, um, Luke and, and the rest of the team to grow as people in that regard is pretty important. Mm. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that's such an important thing. Like, yes, humans great, but you just got to know when that where that line is. And it's not always easy, but it's such, mm. such an important thing to grasp. Now, mm. also, I was just interested to know, I know that um, you, you mentioned before, uh, last year or the year before, I can't remember. It was, um, well, I went in to do some growing with gratitude sessions with staff and that was a voluntary thing. So not everyone had to come and there was always some reasonable numbers. It might've been I can't remember, 12 to 15 or 20 people yep. come to sessions. And um, and that was in there pretty much just after work time. So um, it was left up to them if they wanted to come. And it was really good to see around probably or a quarter of the staff um, come to those sessions and that I know that's one initiative that you did and we, we spoke we did four sessions and we spoke about different topics like positive reflection so focusing on the good things that happen um, not to say you dismiss the bad things but there are a lot of good things that happen and I guess that comes down to um, a lot of the gratitude side of things as well um, self-awareness mm-hmm. and taking ownership as well so like, if we are having a bad day or even if we make a mistake in the garden like it's about ownership and being responsible for what we do and in terms of if we are in a bad mood it's about knowing, as I said before, what works for us so we can do what does improve our mood because we've got to do it ourselves. Um, mm. What other, um, I know that you've got another one coming up at Christmas where the whole group will get together and they'll listen to a guest speaker. But is there any initiatives that you've brought everyone together, got someone in or um, or done things together where I guess it's enhancing their well-being? Yeah, um, well, the one you mentioned um this year's Christmas show, well, I guess actually winding back a, a couple of years when we actually got yourself to come along to the whole whole team for that little session. Yeah. Um, it was on the back of November. That's right. Um, 
so that was again an excellent session it only went for probably 45 minutes but just talking to the whole group about how to practice your mental fitness and mm. all the rest of it that was unreal um this christmas we've got a another special guest who is chris blows he's a shark attacker a shark attack survivor who um you know i've known through his brother and um my old man and his old man were mates so i've known him for years um and he's now up on stage speaking um he's an ambassador for um i think it's like the master builders association or something like that um and he's going to come and talk to us about resilience um you know and i guess to share his story he's a young lad early early or mid 30s um he's back surfing now and you know climbing around roofs with his prosthetic leg and you know i read his book and it's just an incredible story he's an unreal lad so i guess exposing um our group which like you mentioned earlier a lot of sort of late teenagers through to mid 20 year olds um you know a, a fair few beyond that as well but for those younger guys to see someone like this go through something um, so serious and life-threatening and all the rest of it to then bounce back, um, you know, I've got a heap of questions lined up for him as well mm -hmm. on how he practised all his mental health or mental fitness and, you know, how he's got to where he is today after something like that. So, Yeah, brilliant. No, mm -hmm. I think it's, yeah, it's really important to, as I say, I think that was a good way to expose like, the group to different stories, particularly someone who's gone through something so traumatic and coming out the other side and doing really well and making, I guess, the most of, I guess, their opportunity because it could have gone, I mean, they obviously know what you want, don't want anyone to lose a limb, of course, but mm. we've taken that thing, well, I'm actually lucky to be here. Yeah, I don't have a leg and I've got a prosthetic limb, but I can definitely make an impact. And um, yeah. yeah, it just shows, it just goes to show that yeah, adversity can, um, I guess, lead to other things as well. Mm. Um, now, I think uh, we've covered a lot in this conversation so far. I really, really enjoyed it and taken a lot away myself. Is is there anything else that um, maybe if you've got one tip for whether that's people, um, whether that's teachers even like teaching high school students or um, other trades who employ a lot of young people because like some um, young people leave school early and come and work and get an apprenticeship or is there any, any advice that you could give um, for people who will be employing young people or even in yeah. well, I guess I've never really thought of it but I guess having seen the power of what we've done as a company um, in you know just making it a constant conversation with our team um, around being able to speak up and all the rest of it and the mental health stuff um, I guess being empathetic is enormous um and to i guess never assume that someone's always all right even if yeah. they are the bubbly one in the room you don't know who's going through what or who's been through what so um i guess just generally checking in i know that's a huge theme with the mental health thing and you know especially with men and all that but it it's probably the best thing you can do is just check in and yep. um create an environment where people are happy to tell you and open up about that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, with that, I've found that for myself, I had to get really uncomfortable um, oversharing a bit at times about certain struggles I've been through or whatever. Mm. 
and then you just it's funny you just see people start asking little questions and you think i think he's asking that for a reason mm. um and then i'll just hit back it, you know you sound like you might be there might be a bit more to that you mm. know i'm happy to happy to talk and i'm here for you yeah so i think that thing of just being really genuine about being there for people um and yeah i guess letting yourself get vulnerable yeah and, and when you said like just then you said um like checking with people what what's the when you say checking you just may have a conversation with them and then those signs might come up where you think there might be something in that is that what you mean or have you got a certain question that you start with no 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 set questions or anything i guess i'm i've always well i probably think i'm a decent judge or read of characters and situations so it might be that I just have a bit of banter in the morning around the work sheds with the guys and I either pick up a vibe some sometimes or you might ask someone how they're getting on and they might have a bit of a wobbly voice and I'll just make an effort to either ring them and say how you know how you doing or you know you might hear that they something bad happened or they're just having a crap time breaking up with their partner or whatever it is mm. so then I just either like I said give them a call send them a message or pop out to site and catch up with them and um yeah yeah so absolutely and one thing i actually just just remembered then while we're talking about this is earlier this year you went to a session um uh, a full day workshop i think with the guy called rocky biasi i think that's yep. his, and he's the accidental counselor so mm. what, what were sort of things um because i think the purpose of rocky's um workshop is that when not everyone's a qualified counselor, but you're dealing with a lot of people and he provides mm. workshops for teachers or um, business owners like yourself who, who are dealing with people, um, particularly, I guess, young people. What were some of the things that you learned from that? Yeah, that was a really good day, actually. Um, it was actually interesting. I think I was maybe one of two or three that weren't um, school teachers. So again, I think it's something quite rare for business owners to look into this stuff, which I think could be another shift um but i guess the big, biggest takeaways for me were um you know like when i listen to everyone's or a lot of people's issues or whatever they're going through you don't realize it at the time but emotionally it takes a huge toll on you mm. um and my wife katie you know a few times has mentioned you seem distressed or whatever did you have a bad day and often it's on those days where I hear that someone's, you know, grandfather's sick or going through a breakup, whatever it might be. And they've sort of come to me because they know I offer my shoulder at all times and all the rest of it. Mm. And it's, it's amazing that they see me as that person that they can go to. But if anything, it was probably detrimental to my own mental health, Yep. Um, which then affects how I am at work and probably more so how I am at home um you know with work you put on in my position as a I guess a company leader you could call it I've got to put on that face of everything's great all the time um you know to get everyone in a great mood or whatever so it was probably getting me down a fair bit at home um you know and then I saw it on LinkedIn and I saw that you were a mutual connection and reached out obviously Mm. Uh, and a huge thing that Rocky talked about is basically listening to people and saying listen I'm glad you've come and spoken to me you know in our case at work we've got the eap so it's just a case of 
gently pointing him in that direction, saying, "What's well, yeah, you, you and I aren't going to solve these problems here." Yeah. But um, you know, if these these guys, are mental health professionals, so all you have to do is a simple phone call, book an appointment, and you know we'll cover the cost. Yeah. That's brilliant. And what's sorry, you said an AP. What's an AP? EAP, sorry, Employee oh, Assistance oh, Program. Yeah, yeah. yeah got you. Uh, that's a brilliant program. And now uh, I think um, I'll even put a link to that accidental cancellor um, website or, yeah, I'll find a link to share with that because um, I know that Rocky does some fantastic work um, yeah. in the space and gives people ideas and tools to, um, I guess, yeah, implement in the workplace if they know someone is um, struggling. And I know that also the, um, the mental health first aid is another probably similar thing that mm. uh, employees can do as well. Now, I reckon we um, covered some really good topics then and, and might leave it there, Jared. And uh, I've really, really enjoyed this conversation. And personally, as I said, I've taken a lot away from this as well. And hopefully people who are listening can take away some things that apply, whether that's um, you're a tradie and you employ young people or employ people at all, or um, teachers could take things away from this. I think everyone can take something away. So encourage everyone to whatever that was try to apply one thing that you learned from our conversation today and um, yeah, see if you can apply it because that's the, the way that we improve and get better when we take action. So thank you for uh, joining us today. And we'll, um, we'll put the Adelaide Hills Lawns and Gardens um, website in the show notes and uh, people can check out the amazing work that you guys do on in uh, residential and uh, commercial. <laughs> Got that right this time. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Excellent. And thanks. Um, thanks for joining us, Jared. Yeah, thanks for having me, mate, and absolutely love what you're doing. Keep it up, mate. Very kind. Appreciate it.